Hey, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? Welcome to Tuesday Real Talk Real Estate, Season 2, Episode 6. Where is the time going? It is just absolutely flying by. Uh, today, uh, I'll be on the keys, man, and some stuff. So you may see me looking off screen over here because we got a monitor with some additional information. Uh, but today, we discussed a topic that I think is going to be really timely with the actual uh, conversation of the video premiere that we launched yesterday, which is the Millennials are coming you need to know how to market your home. But guess what? The millennials also represent the single largest first time home buyer population in the market in the history of real estate. So we thought we'd talk today about mistakes that you should avoid when buying your first home. First of all, we've got a live studio audience today. Mr. Jim Lush is in the house. Look at that. Calm what? down over there. It's getting wild. All right, let's talk about what we can afford. Some other pitfalls. Yeah, what you can afford is definitely something that you need to take into consideration. Uh, you know, a lot of times people don't understand that what you can afford and what you get approved for aren't necessarily the same thing. And we had this discussion at lunch at the new Tin Fish. Highly recommend. Food was fantastic. So, uh, they 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 say that you should invest twenty six percent of your monthly budget into home. Now, is that the mortgage or is that utilities and insurance and all that stuff? That's a, a question I have. So let's get let's get on that. Yeah, that's actually a great question. Uh, 26% is a good one. And my apologies, people. I Wonderful thing about doing live when you're on the phone, sometimes things happen. Uh, but the 26% that Greg is referring to is a rule of thumb as to how much you should spend on your house payment. Uh, that does not take into consideration any of the additional things that you're paying for, like your utilities, uh, your groceries, your cell phone how much gas you have to put in your car. All of those things aren't taken into consideration. Uh, I think typically, uh, now check with your lender on this, guidelines change from time to time, but it's around 40% is the actual debt to income ratio that they will allow you to have with borrowing the home as far as what they will approve you for on your monthly payment basis uh, before moving forward. So let's say that I go to the bank, I get pre-approved for $400,000. Sounds great. Sounds great. What does that mean I get to do? Uh, well, I always tell people if you're approved for $400,000, what you actually need to do is take a look at what that's going to buy you on a monthly payment basis. Because, let's be honest, you don't live in the price, you live in the payment. And anything that you're paying for in a month, they're not considering what kind of entertainment costs you have. Say you love to travel, that's not going in your budget. Say you love eating out nine times a week. That's not going in your budget. So you need to actually know what the payment's going to be for your portion of your principal and interest that's required. And also take a look at your taxes and your insurance, what that's going to cost you because that's going to go into your payment, um, especially if you're escrowing, that's automatically included in your house payment during the month. But if you're not, you need to know the budget for those things. Uh, and not only that, but your cell phone bill, your internet usage, all these things that don't go into the calculation of what you are pre-approved for are definitely things to take into consideration. Yeah, the bank does not know your lifestyle. And they don't care. They don't. Yeah. So second thing, obviously getting pre-approved is a big deal. Big stuff. Um, I tell buyers all the time right now, honestly, you should talk to the bank before you talk to me. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not ready and prepared before you make an offer, before you step inside that single house, you can really miss out on a lot of properties. Greg, we, we had this conversation today. What, what's happening to a lot of buyers in the market right now? A lot of buyers are falling in love with something and before they even go to the bank and then they come back, like after they've gone to the bank, well, automatically, that's taken out of the equation. Yeah. The house that they loved, 
that they feel like that they had to have is not in their financial reach. Yeah, or uh, another thing we've talked about, you may even get the pre-approval done, uh, but if you have to take that extra step of going to get it taken care of, and it is in your financial reach, nine times out of 10, the market we're in, they're selling before you even get a chance to get in there. Especially at the uh, first time home buyer price range right now. Absolutely, super competitive market, not a lot of inventory, tons of demand. So if you're not ready to go on the front end, there's a high possibility that unfortunately you can miss out. I had one buyer I was working with, there were nine different houses that one, nine different houses. So make sure you put yourself in the best position, get that taken care of on the front end. Shameless plug, I do have a great first uh, time home buyer listing for sale in Newburgh. Give me a shout. 10566 Cricklewood. Check out Gregory Keith on uh, his profile. Great video of the property to check out. All right, let's go on. Does the small things add up quickly? Yeah, make sure you're factoring in the small things that most people don't take into consideration when buying a house, such as, hey, you got furniture? Uh -huh. Are you going to furnish this house? If not, going to have to buy that. Uh, hey, guess what? You own the property now. You Better might, have a lawnmower. Might need a weed eater. Going to need to take care of those things. Uh, you're also going to need additional things that people don't think about. Like, hey, you know, I might need a hose if I'm going to wash my car or do these things. Um, there's tons of small little items that you buy going into a, your first home. A shower curtain. Yeah, that just add up. Like yeah. things that you don't even think about. Your appliances may be included. Your big stuff can be taken care of. But you've got a lot of things that you're going to be paying for that you need to budget into that first month of expenses that you've never really even experienced before in your life. Not only that, but you need to back up just a little bit too uh, when you're going in to make an offer that you also need to consider your escrow, escrow. Uh, your inspection. Inspections. Okay, so I mean. Your appraisal. Yeah, right there you've already spent almost $1,000 that you need to budget before you actually uh, go into making an offer. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, another thing here is don't compromise. Now, don't compromise may be misconstrued as, hey, don't give in to uh, negotiation. But what we mean by don't compromise is don't settle for a house just because you can't find anything else. Right, we've said since day one, uh, buying a house is a process of elimination. You need to start with six, seven, eight, maybe even 10 things that match the things that you're looking for and then whittle it down. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna have more success quicker. Absolutely, 100%. Now, I also tell buyers all the time, let's be honest, there's no such thing as the perfect house. We need to find the thing that actually matches to the best of your ability uh, and to the best of your knowledge, the things that are most important to you. But there's no such thing as a perfect house. So don't, don't get into a position where you're also saying, hey, I'm never gonna purchase anything. You gotta find that fine line of, hey, I'm not settling for something that doesn't really meet what I want, but I'm not shooting for the stars and finding that I can't get anything that way either. And ask yourself too, uh, when it comes to not compromising, that maybe uh, the the house color, the interior house color isn't what uh, you're desiring, but that's something you can fix in the next year or a couple years. Absolutely, which is actually the next point, which is see beyond the shine or just your first impression. Um, the truth of the matter is, like I said, there's a good po point that you may need to settle on a few things. Not only settle, but realize that, hey, ugly wallpaper can be removed. Those, it's a pain. Hor those horrible colors he talked about, you can paint the house. You don't want to just only observe the curb appeal that's there today because you might miss out on a fantastic opportunity um, where you could get a house at a great value because other people are passing up because they don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. And with a little elbow grease, a little sweat equity, you can improve the value of that property. Yeah. 
So this guy actually, get quick example, last house he owned, um, you know, there was there was a few things. Yeah, a few things. It was 1978 through and through. Yeah. And we put a we put a little elbow grease. We uh we did a lot of individual products, uh, products, projects. Uh, projects. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Uh, some uh, fresh paint, uh, modern it up just a little bit. And voila, we improved our equity in, in one, two years. It's been yeah. great. And it put them in a good position. And honestly, most of the projects they had to do weren't huge overhaul projects where they were moving walls or anything else. So they were actually able to see the diamond in the rough without having to do too much stuff. And let me tell you, it was quite 1978. The lights, man. The lights. <laughs> uh, the next thing in this will actually go to a text message that I got during this. Pull out your fine tooth comb. Make sure when you're buying your home, your realtor is taking care of you and finding out the stuff that's important. Now, you don't have to nitpick every little thing, but it is important to have a good home inspector to go in and find the things that are important to you. There may be some major defects that need to get negotiated on the front end, but there could be some minor repairs and maintenance items that you also need to be aware of that even though you may not get them taken care of day one, they could be things that you take care of moving forward. And don't be afraid to ask questions. This is an investment. Uh, you want to be educated on what's going on with the interior of your your, your, your property. Sorry, stutter, stuttering Stanley. Uh, <laughs> gosh, sorry. Um, but uh, ask those questions, get detailed, uh, but don't just get discouraged. Yeah, and I will tell you right now it's also, it's the fish tacos. Uh, I will also tell you right now that your realtor is going to be a great resource for people who are in the market who are good home inspectors. Um, they're also going to be able to be good resources for hopefully electricians, plumbers, or other contractors you may need through the process. So rely on the professionals to help guide you in the right direction. But obviously ask the questions, know what's important, and make sure that you're taking care of the big items up front. And one area that people often overlook, get to know the neighbors. Ask Absolutely. questions before you move in. I actually recommend to all my buyers, if you want to know about the neighborhood, the best person to ask is the person who lives there. Feel free to walk around, knock on doors, say, hey, what do you love? What do you not love? What should I be aware of? Nobody, or not many people actually take me up on that, but I highly recommend it. It's something that you should know before you move into Absolutely. an area. Uh, the next thing, and this is the most important one in our opinion, we, we are a little bit biased here, is avoid headaches and extra paperwork by hiring a professional. You go digital. Go digital. Uh, we have invested in a transaction management software that allows us to do everything paperlessly, but still keeps and tracks and houses all of your information so you can get access to it anytime. Uh, not only that, uh, we're not buying and selling one home every three to seven years like most people. We have multiple transactions that we do constantly. So we're staying on top of what's going on with financing. We know what's going on with inspections here lately. We know what appraisals are looking like. We know how to guide you on making an offer based on pricing. Uh, you need someone who's a seasoned professional who knows what they're doing, who has your best interest at heart, so you're not getting taken advantage of. Absolutely. It's amazing what Google Drive and those kind of databases have done now, especially for the searching part. Absolutely. We, we are no longer spending hours of, on hours searching for things. It's just you put in a keyword, and there you go. So we're always uh, able to get to that information, and we avoid that uh, headache with amounts of paperwork through technology. Absolutely. Now, this is the last one uh, that we're going to talk about today, and uh, it's really understanding the future of the property. Mm -hmm. Now, the future doesn't necessarily have to be what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going on down the road in the next couple months, but... Nor can we look into a crystal ball and guarantee a future. Absolutely. 
but you need to know what the potential of that property is and the potential of that neighborhood is. And another good way to do that again is to look at the market trends, asking your agent what the market has been doing to kind of give you a projection of what could happen. Obviously, again, we're not Nostradamus. We don't know for sure. But if we know of different things coming to the market, like, hey, you know, we're getting ready to get uh, Costco on the east side of Evansville. That's a great benefit to a lot of people. That's going to be something that could increase property values for mm -hmm. some people. Take that into consideration. Again, going back to what we said earlier about the small projects, Greg was able to see those small projects making an improvement in the value of his property before he made the offer, and he was okay to go ahead and work with something like that. You definitely need to take into consideration not just today on the property, but what's going to happen in the future. Not only that, take into consideration what's going on with your family. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you moved into a house or you're buying your first house and it's just you and your wife and you're newly married, chances are when you've got kids, that may be something that's not going to work for you. That's right. Yeah, so if you've got things on the horizon that you know are coming, take those into consideration before you make that offer on your first home. And, uh, get in, and this is just a side note here. Get involved in the community. Ask people that are involved in the community what's coming, what's happening. This can really give you some extra foreseen value that you hadn't even thought about in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what if Amazon were to come to work down? Oh, man, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Probably won't have, they didn't go to Indianapolis. I don't think Newburgh's on the list. And it looks like they might be pulling out of New York, too. Oof, we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, taxes are, uh, are rough there, I hear. A little bit high. A little, little bit high. So, anyways, uh, we hope you liked these different uh, bits of information. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll go ahead. Uh, I found a link to an article where we got a lot of this information, those different eight things you want to avoid. I'll leave a comment down below with a link to that article so you can check that out um, but if you have any other questions or any other ideas of mistakes you want to avoid let us know about those in the comments down below as well um, if you have any other topics you want to know about make sure you give us a shout uh, and as always you can give me a call at 812-779-6273 or you can hit up greg 812-454-8103 and we will look forward to talking to you next week have a great week see ya